Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at em. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, April 28, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning, hump day edition of KRC. Wacky Wednesday, if you will. We appreciate you spending it with us, joining us, and we're going to have a lot of fun today, Roush, because it's still Derby Week. Oh, it's it's still Derby week. We're going to get a little bit of uh, rough weather over the next two days, but who cares? You know, it's going to be it's going to clear up for the weekend, and we'll all be happy once it's. Oh man, it still felt night this morning, TJ. I almost did the show outside. I was tempted. Yeah, it was uh, really hot last night in the Walker household. Uh, very toasty. Felt like a summer day yesterday, and I think it's going to be. It's going to be a little cooler today, and we're going to get some rain later on. But morning should be okay. Justin, how are you? I am good. I am breathing still today, in case anyone was wondering. So uh, my apologies for yesterday's show. <laughs> we're going to do better today. But that's, just in case anyone was wondering, I am still breathing. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I got my second shot yesterday, and uh, th- don't feel amazing. I-, I would put it that way. I, I don't not like hiding under my desk or anything like that. Right, but right. Don't don't feel 100%, which is kind of a bummer, but uh I, I, will, I heard uh, I heard somebody liken it to a hangover. Is that is that uh, a fair assessment for you? Yeah, yeah. It, it, hangovers are worse than what I feel right now. Hopefully I don't get okay, worse, good. but it just kind of you just feel tired and like it, it's more like a terrible terrible night's sleep more than anything. But I had an, actually an okay night sleep i woke up a few times but it wasn't anything bad um slept most of the night but it's more of just like getting no sleep and then you just have to start your day and it's like sorry no more napping or break time it's it's time to rock and roll so uh, i'll be i'll be fine just energy levels down a little bit but you can't have that happen when it's when it's derby week you know yeah yeah i um i did the thing to the i call it the sports stalker special it's when you wake up an hour before you're supposed to wake up and you just basically stay awake because you're you can't go back to sleep i couldn't do it because i'm so excited it's just it's derby week why i no time to sleep is little duke excited is he starting to catch the derby fever oh he's caught it he went out to the backside yesterday with my dad and my brother he got to pet the horses. He had a he had a big old day yesterday. So he's hook, line, and sinker, uh, ready to roll. He's got the derby fever. We're gonna let him pick some horses, uh, put some numbers in a hat and let him draw them out. And those will probably end up being the winners. I will handicap this race for hours on end, and it's just gonna be the luck of a baby's draw. That's uh, make sure he doesn't eat the the drawings. I know babies like to put things in their mouths. Yes. Oh, very, very much so. Uh, especially, what was it yesterday? It wasn't a rock. Um, yeah, rocks. Apparently, very tasty right around this time of the year too. They're in season, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was wondering uh, when they when they became rock season. So uh, that that's good to know. Justin Kalen, should horse meat be available for consumption in the United States? 
Um, I don't know that I came into this show ready to have that debate this morning, boy. Just, but stop do- for once in your life, stop dodging a question. Man. I mean, should if horse meat be should we consume horse meat in the United States? If it's good, if it's healthy, if people know a way to uh, cook it in a in a good manner, yeah, why not? Okay, I, all right. Uh, that that's I like that answer. I mean, we already eat Jello, so what what's what's taking it kind of that next step? <laughs> Well, happy Derby Week to everybody. Horse meat in the United States, I think, is illegal still, although uh, I forget if that changed or not. But, uh, yeah, so so I hope these horses run fast. We had the draw yesterday, Roush, the post-draw. And I know there's a lot of listeners that don't necessarily care so much about the Kentucky Derby or horse racing, uh, especially those maybe outside of Louisville. And I know there's several even inside Louisville that don't care so much about it. It's it's you know we're not going to be talking horse racing in five months, so bear with us, bear with us if it's not your cup of tea because we'll make funny jokes during it while we we'll horse work. around. Okay, <laughs> well now they're definitely tuning out. Okay, but we had the draw yesterday, Roush. It didn't seem like there was anything too juicy. Like, I will it's say to get the favorite in a weird spot. Yeah, yeah, but it was. I mean, the, the there were some dramatics there because if for folks who've never watched the post position draw, uh, they essentially pulled dice out of a uh, little bucket, and then while another person pulls sheets of paper with the horse's entry, and there were only three horses left, three gates left. Essential quality, the favorite was one of them. Known agenda, the Florida Derby winner who. I mean, is one of the, the the favorite horses in the field. It was in there, and the one gate was still open. And typically the one gate on a regular race day, it's kind of coveted because you don't have to run as far. You know, I, I know well, I'm not very smart, but I could tell you that run from the inside, not as far as running from the outside when you're going in a circle. So typically that's the case, but in a crowded 20-horse field, you can get banged around and just be out for the count. Uh, so nobody wants to be in that one spot. And when they finally drew that one, you could just feel the tension <laughs> in the air as they called Known Agenda's name. And uh, are you talking about them or you? Oh, me, definitely. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, my God. Because so the one gate, that's one nobody wants. The 17 is kind of the curse gate because nobody's ever won from that gate. But I, I typically like, you know, I'm not going to be too superstitious. So highly motivated is in that 17 gate. And I kind of like the horse. I, I It's in debate to go in my, uh, my trifecta. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to be too superstitious, but I would have been really ticked off if essential quality would have been in the one because that would have meant he would essentially have to wire it. Uh, and I think known agenda from w- what I know about the horse, I think it's a decent closer. So it actually could do well as long as the jockey can can shift their traffic. But um, even even by drawing the rail, the horse is still six to one. It's the third favorite behind Santa Anita Derby winner, Rock Your World, and Essential Quality at two to one. Yeah, the Rock Your World came in at the 15th spot, 5-1, to one, as you mentioned, essential quality. Lucky 14, 2-1. And I disagree a little bit about having to go to wire to wire. I feel like that's what we always think. And there are some horses I – mean, if you're a good enough horse, you can kind of be patient, still try to stay on the rail and let all the, the rabbits get out in front of you, and then you'll just kind of need to duck and dodge somewhere along the final stretch, you know, because things get broken up so much during that race. When you have that many horses, some horses just sprint out of the gate and set yeah. the pace. 
and then they'll drop back and they'll be out of it. So it's not as like if it's the Preakness, I'd probably almost agree with you a little bit more. But the Preakness also doesn't have 20 horses. So uh, but Derby, you just have so much time that even if you do kind of fall behind or you get pinned up against that rail, as long as you're strategic and you got a jockey that know, knows what they're doing, they can kind of dick, uh, dip and dodge and get up there and get around another horse and uh, do what they got to mm-hmm. do. I, I will say the days of the Calvin Bow Rail. Uh, Burrell, uh, but the the bow rail where you're just coming in hot from behind the the closers haven't been as hot lately i still will like to include one in uh, my trifecta box which it's usually it's probably going to be like an obizos although it's one of those where there's uh, it's kind of a hot name in the streets and i'm like oh god too many people like this horse i don't know if uh, i i gotta i gotta zig while everybody's zagging but since they went to the point system i think seven years ago there's been six favorites win, and most of them are front-running horses. And there was another stat that it was either Travis Stone or who's the announcer for the Kentucky Derby or Olachek, who's the, the hockey guy that will do commentating for horse racing as well for NBC. And I believe it was Olachek. He found out that when you reach the, the quarter, like, so if you, when you reach a mile, when you've ran a mile in this race, the horse has to be in the top three to win out of each of the last seven years. And so, yeah, so you might get some closers that will come in and hit the board, but for the most part, you got to be in it right around there at a mile um, and then finish strong. I, so I, I thought that was an interesting trend. There's also, I, I haven't done this. Uh, I haven't broken it down like this, but um, Derby winners also have to finish strong as well. There's a, theory that Jenny Reese, who she wrote for the Courier Journal for God, 30, 40 years, I mean, forever, uh, until they finally just like, we can't have just one exclusive horse racing reporter, but she's still out there and she has the final fractions theory. If you Google that, it's essentially horses have to run this fast in their last eighth of a mile and you can eliminate a lot of them from the equation. I haven't done that yet, but I have a feeling there's only a handful because the speed isn't as is great in this race. So just some things to consider when you're out there betting. But um, I know for all the folks at home who don't like to get through the weeds, really a lot of it's just dumb luck. And uh, I typically try to beat favorites, but I'm also all in the favorites for like weird reasons, like essential quality, you know, showing up and walking outside of the barn while I'm talking to Brad Cox. Like, come on, you know, there's just some things about that horse that uh, make it a feels like destiny kind of pick where I've got to pick it. Justin, it it sounds like uh, Rash talks like he's such a romantic with Brad Cox and essential quality. Like it's the the stars aligned. I looked over my left shoulder and not only is Brad Cox to my right, there's essential quality to my left. And I just wanted to go to the South end and go grab a drink with all, all three of us together. You know, there is something to be said for that though. Like I'm kind of with Roush on like getting signs like that. That seems like a pretty good sign. For what it's worth, if we want to go down this road, it is a wacky Wednesday. I I totally agree. I go with my gut more than I go with my brain, which is kind of crazy, although my brain is telling me what my gut is. Uh, (laughs) For it not being a Wednesday yesterday, I sure did have some weird Wednesday thoughts uh, because I was just thinking, like, anything you feel is coming from your brain, you know? Like, it's your brain telling you what's going on. Brain's a wild, wild organ muscle what is the brain yeah, whatever it, it would is. be uh, organ because like a gut feeling is still just what your brain's telling you to do but then it's people are like, I went with how my your gut, gut feels yeah it's like i went with my gut instead of my head 
And it's like, no, you didn't. Your head just tricked you into thinking that it was your gut making the decision. But I, I'm, I'm right there with both of you all where it's like, oh, something feels special about this. And uh, I do it a lot of times with like UK, sometimes just outside the Crow Grouch, finishing one of my last, I don't know, 18, 20 beers before heading into the game. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I think UK, it just feels right. Something feels right about this. Um, usually it's during that Florida game when we have like the prettiest sunsets in the history of the Commonwealth, which seems mm-hmm. like that's just like every two years you get the prettiest sunset during the 730 UK Florida game somewhere in September or October. And, uh, and then they lose those. So my gut's usually not right about those times, but other times, absolutely. Roush, going back to your stat about after a mile, you got to be in the top three in the last seven years. Do you take any consideration into that being just favorites are on such a hot stretch, so the best horses are obviously going to be in good spots late in the race? No, I do think that, but in you know last year in the case, Authentic wasn't on the lead. It had to it used what they call tactical speed and kind of stalked down Tiz the Law, who used too much uh, left in the tank. And the same could be the case with the Central Quality, where it ran a pretty hard race in the Bluegrass a month ago, and. You know, that's the, the the folks who want to beat it, that horse believe that, oh, well, he left it all on the bluegrass stakes and he didn't even run that great to begin with. Now, Brad Cox would tell you that, well, Louie actually left a lot of horse out there. So uh, I I think like you could have a, a, you know, a highly motivated or, um, you know, Hot Rod Charlie come in and beat it. Hot Rod Charlie is a fun horse and it kind of... The, you know, I mentioned just the central quality showing up. This will be the first time in a long time that I haven't been out on the backside to see all the horses. And I don't do this on a regular race day always, but I, I like hanging out in the paddock. I like looking at the horses before I bet them. Um, and the same applies for the Derby because Hot Rod Charlie apparently is just one of these big some bitches. He's just a, an <laughs> enormous horse. He's got a real fun ownership group too. Like it's just a bunch of frat bros and brown. Um, but, he's got any big brown in him? Uh, big brown, not. big brown is such a ginormous horse. It was hilarious. And then who was the other one? Who was like the the second favorite to American Pharaoh? Dortmund. That was the yeah, see, that horse. Think, leash. That was I a big one. I think Hot Rod Charlie can be like a Dortmund, where uh, because Hot Rod Charlie was ninety two to one in the juvenile last year, and it came in second to Essential Quality. So I think in my mind. It's it's definitely a recency bias in what I'm telling myself, but I think I, I almost have to include Hot Rod Charlie in my try um, with essential quality to be in there. So I, there's some I've got to throw out, but I think Hot Rod Charlie can be the Dortmund uh, for uh, essential quality. Do After we- yesterday's show, Nick, I can't bet Hot Rod Charlie because I'm not a Charlie and I don't like Hot Rods. That's what you said. <laughs> I think the biggest surprise is you don't like Hot Rods, Justin. That's a huge shock. I, Justin, you, you mean to tell me you don't go to the car show at the fairgrounds every year? I do not go to the car show, but I really don't know why I said that, guys. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Roush, I actually think it was when I hung out with you at uh, Thursday night racing one time, or maybe Friday night racing, whatever day it was, and uh, was with your your folks and some of the people you hang around with in the paddock, and all you all, all the Roushes were just like, yeah, you got to see them before you bet. You got to see the horses. <laughs> you got to know what you're looking at before you go and you bet them. What do you think the most expensive bet you'll make this weekend in terms of just just dollar amount going into the ticket. Ooh. You know, some people on like those tries or supers, you know, it's a it's a $250, $500, even more than that sometimes ticket. So 
I am going to do something different this year. Usually I'll do a five horse tri box. I think a 50 cent five horse box is 30 bucks. So I'll, I'll do one of those for the Derby. I'm going to tinker around with the super, but I won't have it be more than 50. And I'll probably do a couple pick fives around 50, but there are a couple horses that I'm going to hammer. Like I'm just, I'm just, you know, 50 across the board. Screw it. We're go, we're go, we're getting after it. So the, the, I normally don't do that, but there's some where I'm just, I'm just going to let it ride. Got to. That's the way to play it. Justin, there was a few Derbies ago where we actually won our show parlay. And uh, there was a Derby a couple years back that we actually cashed out on our show parlay. It's such a thrill. But one wow. of the Derbies went up for like the last race. And uh, show parlay is you just bet a horse. If you're unfamiliar, you bet a horse to show. And then you take the winning from that. And the next race, you just bet another horse to show. And all they have to do is come in top three, and then you just keep rolling it over and rolling it over. And usually you'll have a group of people that are, you know, contributing to the funds. But once you pony up the first time, as long as you keep winning, you don't need to pony up again. But you don't cash out until the end. So maybe like not until the Derby or the last or the biggest race on Derby, which Roush escapes me what the name of that one is. Although once you say it, I'll know it. Uh, the big race on Thursday. But then. It gets really nerve wracking, and you get people that want to cash out. But on that Thurby, we had like a eleven hundred dollar ticket. And the last race, just had to go up there and be like, uh, "Here's this," and they're like, "All right, you won, you know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever it was." I was like, "I just keep it, and can we roll it over to the six? And she was like, "Ooh, that's that's the one of the greatest thrills. <laughs> that's one of the greatest thrills of all time." Um, and then we've had big tickets that you lost on, and you're like, "Oh, we should have just cashed out then." But that is not how you play a show parlay, Justin. Admittedly, when you're talking about the show parlay, I'm sitting here thinking about a Kentucky roll call parlay. I'm like, sweet. We already do our lottery. Now we're doing horse racing too. I was here for it, but I'm down I'm down for that. The only thing is though, it's realistically, you know, we'll probably just have Roush make the decisions, maybe a little text thread where we could talk. I would be down to do that. Maybe not on Derby because Roush can be too yeah. Maybe either Oaks or 30, we could get a little show parlay, a station show parlay going. Hell, we could even open it up to uh, the listeners and just post our picks on, on the Facebook page. That could be a good time. We'll look into that. I uh, I actually learned this spring meet uh, from a friend that you can place parlay bets at Keeneland if you go to the right person at the right ticket window. The guy even knew, he's like, you need to go to this guy at this ticket window. Um, but some, yeah, trucks, they, they will offer it if you do it correctly. And it's just, you know. Uh, want this horse to win in this race, this horse to win in that one, and this one to win in that one. They had like a three-horse parlay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty, pretty nuts. But yeah. I, the, the show parlay is more fun because you just get a big group together, and it's it's a fun group bet. Yeah, it's it's something easy for people that don't love like having to get knee-deep into the program. And, uh, you know, superfectas, exactas even, and, and, and trifectas can be overwhelming for folks. Not only do I not have any idea what horse is going to come in any order, you're telling me I need to correctly predict two or three or even four <laughs> of them? Uh, no, let me just pick one that's going to come in third and let me keep – and, you know, make – 10 bucks here and then roll it over and then make 50 bucks on the next one and then roll it over and make a hundred bucks on the next one. And then you see where the day goes, Justin, it's a great time. Everybody starts going crazy. If you ever get any momentum and then people start getting nervous and it's just a real thrill of horse racing. Mm -hmm. Roush, let me ask you this. Do sure. we worry about essential quality being next to hidden stash just in case hidden stash kind of slips or plants something on essential quality at the start of the race? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, especially when you have a horse that's backed by Jim Beheim, you can't trust him. And 
of course, Trevor Kelsey, he did have sound logic. I was like, because uh, naturally he's a fan of hidden stash. Um, you know, he loves something that's way too on the nose, uh, like the name hidden stash. And when I told him you can't, you can't back the booger eater. And he said, you know what? This is when Bayham's at his best 50 to one. He's the 11 seed oh, trying to make his run to the final four. Wow. I was like, Man, that logic actually checks out. This isn't just Trevor talking out of his butt. That's crazy. Yeah, rare good point by Trevor. That's shocking. That's good stuff. <laughs> Kidding, Trevor. Love you, buddy. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more derby, but we'll we'll maybe move on from horses and instead just talk Churchill down shenanigans instead. But uh, it's gonna be fun, and it's gonna feel a little mm-hmm. bit more normal and. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm don't even have plans as of today to head out to the track that could certainly change within the next three days or so. But, uh, even the parties and the people I'm hanging out with and the NFL draft on Thursday night, Roush, oh, yeah, be- we got to talk about that. Yeah. We're getting two inches of rain before too. So it could be a nice soggy surface Friday whenever I'm venturing <laughs> on over to the, the greatest 26 acres in sports. Ah, love to hear it. All right, let's go to a break before we do this though. And you're going to hear us talk about this a lot over the next, uh, while as a matter of fact but the 2021 big exports radio golf cards are hot off Woo! the press yes that's right that's right folks yes, this they're cards back. feature chariot run old capital golf club that's new to the oh. golf card elk run valley view and christmas lake in santa claus indiana you can play these great courses for under 25 dollars a round with cart included when you get your big exports radio golf card, Mother's Day coming up, Father's Day coming up, somebody's birthday in your life is probably coming up here pretty soon. Help support the station while also getting a hell of a deal on the big exports radio golf card. Supply is limited. You can get yours today, bigexportsradio.com or call 812 725 1457. That's 812 725 1457. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. Go. 96 on FM 14 50 AM. Roush, Jeopardy question last night. Do you know what AM stands for? Ooh, automated manual automated i don't know no idea do you do you have any idea justin what was the question sorry it was on jeopardy anderson cooper uh he the answer was what well well i forget what how to phrase it now but basically Mm. what is what does am stand for in radio um auto <laughs> not sure I, I know i know when you say it when you say it i'll know it amplitude modulation oh god 
There you go. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I guess the FM would stand for bleeping automation. <laughs> I, I hate when the wife looks at me when she thinks I'm supposed to know a question and I don't get it right. And then <laughs> and you just get those judgy eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she, oh, she you're in radio and you don't know what AM stands oh, for? Yeah, she loves it, too. But I'll do the same when there's like an accounting category or an accounting question or something like that. And uh, we just really rub it in each other's faces, really shame one another, bully to the extent of not talking for weeks. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's uh, the key to a healthy marriage. <laughs> That's what I've always said. Uh, text on in, 502-414-1450. From a UK perspective, Roush, UK added zero new basketball players yesterday and zero new coaches. And we have zero new Jay Lucas tweets. Yep. Um we did have a quote-unquote target. Uh, he wasn't really a target, but Dylan Disu is going to play for Chris Beard at Texas. They should be pretty good. Yeah, I think we mentioned that yesterday. But yes, he's happen? doing. Yeah, I think it happened on Monday. But it's a it's a big time get. I don't know. The days were running together for me too, buddy. So whenever it was big time get for Texas, they they've probably had as it stands right now the best off season of any college basketball team in the country. UCLA, shockingly, is kind of up there. They are almost going to return seemingly everybody but Johnny Jazang, which mm -hmm. the thing you got to remember with UCLA, they were 11 seed for a reason, folks. Like, yes, they got hot, and they were a pretty good team there in March, but they won a lot of close games. Uh, if you could do, like, season total bets for college basketball, which I'm sure you can. Oh, like, yeah, when it gets definitely going to, under for them. I, yeah, I think, I think that'd be a safe bet. And come March, they could be, you know, they could be another dangerous team, but I, I think that we are overvaluing UCLA, but they have had a good offseason. And then I think Kentucky will, when it's all said and done, we'll be talking about them being there with Texas as having one of the better offseasons. Uh, Arkansas has been good. They've added a lot of players. It's just the transfer portal is such a game changer than recruiting, Roush. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to really change the sport in ways that I don't think we really have. We'll, we'll have to see it before we believe it. I was talking to somebody that knows college basketball a hell of a lot more than I, and they were like, I think the – the end of the mid-majors is basically here. You'll have an upset every – you'll get upsets in the tournament here and there, but you're just not going to have great mid-majors that have unbelievable juniors and seniors anymore because they will have left and go else and, and gone elsewhere. And he was telling me, he was like, and, it, and, and nobody should blame them. Even the mid-major schools shouldn't blame them. If you can go play at UK or Duke, that's just a much better career decision and financial decision than it is to stay – here at like Belmont or something like that. And yeah. he's right. And he's right. So if they're going to give the kids the opportunity to transfer freely, uh, at you, it, you know, it's going to have a huge impact on the game, but things are quiet for UK right now as well, we probably expected. They, they could pick up on Saturday. So uh, Devonte Jones, the kid from coastal Carolina, uh, Kentucky did reach out, but he will not be choosing. He could end up joining Chris Beard at Texas as well. Texas tech, Memphis and Michigan are also in the fold for him. But the other big one, uh, a name that we do forget that's in the portal, uh, is Adam Miller, uh, where, I don't know, it could be Miller time on Saturday. Uh, Justin, suck it to your Bud Lights or whatever the hell you're drinking. I know it's not Coors Light, but it could actually, be Miller time. for Actually, Kentucky. Miller Light's my favorite, Nick, so I agree. Saturday <laughs> will be Miller time. <laughs> so he's announcing Saturday, Rush? Yes, May 1st. Oh, and, did, not, um, did not know that. Kentucky's actually done well uh, on Derby Day. Uh, well... I guess Derby weekend, mm -hmm. one one of two. So the big loss was Jalen Brown to Cal on Oaks night. And then Kevin Knox, I remember finding out as I got service coming out of the infield tunnel on Derby day. Or it was either coming in or going out. I just remember being very excited because nobody really anticipated him picking Kentucky when he did.
Yeah, uh, you're you're right about that. That was a that was a fun Derby Day surprise when Kevin Knox committed. Let's not forget though. I believe it was Oaks Day when Terrence Jones committed to Washington, oh, and everybody really? was shocked. And we had that weird commitment ceremony. I swear, it's it, it's smart to do it like once a year to go back and watch Terrence Jones commitment ceremony. There's never anything that's been more awkward. There's never been anything that's been more cringeworthy. That kid had no, he, he wanted to go to Kentucky, but just did not want this gym of people to like boo him. His best friend, Terrence Ross, he didn't want him to boo him. It is one of the wildest ceremonies that you're going to see. And then he commits to Washington. But before he does that, he's like, I've got no clue where I'm going. And everybody laughs. He's like, no, really, I, I don't have, I have no idea what school I'm going to pick. And then he commits to Washington. Everybody freaks out. They're happy. And then I guess Cal was like, he thought that Terrence Jones was completely and utterly locked up. Supposedly he just called his people or called Terrence Jones or whatever instantly after. I was like, what the hell? I thought you were committed. Sure enough, things change. He ends up committing to Kentucky. But Terrence Jones announces he's coming back for a sophomore season. And he does that, I think, on Derby Day, Roush. Really? Man, yeah. Real T. Jones just loves the first uh, weekend of May. Yes. Suck at Terrence Jones. I generally would, I was thinking, like, you know, Derby weekend, Kentucky basketball needs as much good news as possible. They need as much good press as possible. Maybe just hold off this week. And then next week when Derby's gone and really we're just kind of staring down the uh, the butt of summer, then, then bring out the good news because everybody will, will welcome it then. It kind of can get lost in the shuffle during Derby week. But you know what? Now that I think about it, Roush, like the Kevin Knox – Terrence Jones announcing he's coming back. Just adding a little excitement to your Derby Day, it really does go a long way. Yeah, well, especially it's it's like, um, you know, Rick Bozich can't relate, but it's like just adding that second or third spice when you're throwing <laughs> some chicken on the grill. You know, you, you, you can always, like, I have a... I don't even know what it's called, but there's just like something I put on chicken every single time. It's my chicken seasoning. I have the same thing, uh, you know, but for for like hamburgers or, you know, every time I use this thing. But sometimes you just need a little extra spice to really kick it up a notch. And uh, that's exactly what a big basketball recruiting decision would do for Kentucky this weekend. So you get Adam Miller on board. That'd be a huge addition. And then you can focus on one of your superstars if you want to uh cj frederick's going to commit at some point so it's going to be miller probably and uh, you know unless something changes then you're going to get cj frederick and then you hope out for pippen or Carr or zagorowski and then that is a team certainly capable of not only going to the final four but uh, winning the the national championship as well so uh, roush hopefully it starts falling into place justin what's your favorite wait you've never been to derby right no, he's I've been. been. I've been. Yeah. Okay. I was there with he, you all. He works it. No, though. no, no, no. I, yeah, I, that, that's what it was. You were. Okay. I've, yeah, I've never been as a just a, a fan only. No. Okay. All right. Both of you all. And I'll let you start, Justin. Favorite non-horse race, horses aside, favorite derby weekend thing that you get to do, that you get to see, whether it's walking around Churchill Downs, what's just something that you always – look forward to derby weekend horse racing aside yeah i always look forward um to the backside uh, doing the shows out there with all the other like tv show or tv stations radio shows i think that's just a really neat experience uh you get to see the sunrise over the twin spires 
as Nick talked about, you get to see the horses training and, and doing all that. So for me, it's that. Although last derby, I had a pretty cool experience in the way of my credential that I had had, I think, the wrong area on it for some reason. So I was able to go into my buddy's wife's tent who had an all-you-can-drink wow. all bar. Nobody mm -hmm. said anything to me because my credential got me in there. It was awesome. Your, your buddy was okay with you going into his wife's tent? Well, it was a big tent. It wasn't just her tent. Wow. <laughs> Better hope he doesn't hear you say that. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, no, that's, I, I agree with you. Roush, for me, it's the people watching. Just the dynamics of drunk people, usually in, in tens of thousands and tens of thousands for as far as the eye could see. You'll see fights. You'll see hookups. You'll see people maybe with wedding rings that shouldn't be talking to people that don't have wedding rings. You'll see drugs. It's just uh, the mm -hmm. people watching. Good stuff. And then not to make it sound like, well, you know what? Yeah, Churchill Downs on Derby probably really isn't a place for kids, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. For, re really, just, you know, get a babysitter. Um, it's it's for the best for everyone. You but can't beat I... the people watching. No, no, the people watching is great, and that's why uh, you know, even though the the mornings followed by breakfast at Wagner's is a it's a tradition that I really do enjoy. Really, I I, I think one of the most exciting parts is when we walk from my, my buddy's house to the track because it's it's just the pure optimism and excitement that you're on the way, and it's you know it's about a mile walk, so it'll take us like thirty minutes. You bring two or three beers with you. And it, you know, you got some people that are already too drunk and you're like, oh, well, they're not going to make it. Uh, you see some other people, you're waving everybody, wishing them happy derby. You know, I'm, I'm out there just bugging the bejesus out of people. Happy derby, happy derby. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much fun just a way. And, like, and you'll see like some fancy cars driving in. You'll see the limos, uh, the people in the little, uh, oh, what are they called when they're behind the bike? The little, uh, the little wagons. Oh. Gosh, why can't the we we the, had this we had this discussion before too where we couldn't figure it out and I know, but never nevertheless it uh, I, I love that that walk over that hour before because there's just so much excitement and optimism you feel invincible after pregaming with your pals for a couple hours and you're on the way to the greatest event of the year. Hold on, Nick, you are what six foot six, right? Yeah, and it takes you thirty minutes to walk a mile. I mean, Justin, we're not like in a hurry to get there. We're I mean a derby mile, you crawl? can stop in, you could be having to tie your shoe. Hey, I need to go grab another beer. I need to throw this away. Sorry, Josh has to go take a pee. You all just wait for a second. Justin, it can, derby derby yeah. day, it's just an all day thing. And you're not if you're in a rush, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And like there'll gotcha. be there's a friend's house that's on the way. And if a race is getting ready to happen, you know, we'll stop and watch a race there. And then by the time you get to the infield, there's always or like there's a crowd to get in, go through security, make sure you're hiding all of your contraband correctly you know like it's it's a process to actually get into the infield yeah it, it really is and another thing i love about derby is just that like we my my buddy's parents owned a lot down by U of L. I think i've told this on krc before but they they bought the lot thinking oh when our kids go to college at U of L, they can live in this house and over time we'll fix it up we'll make it a nice house down right across from like jim patterson stadium somewhere around there mm -hmm. and uh then the house was just, they realized it was just a complete dump, but they were like, let's hold on to it. Cause maybe either U of L or Churchill someday will want to buy this land. 
and and we'll make more money than we spent on the house. They could still sell it today and make more money on it. I, I think they have sold it, as a matter of fact, because it's been a few years. But we'd always park cars in that lot, and I wouldn't see any of the money, but they'd make thousands. But it'd just be hilarious, Roush, seeing like a Tesla come in to this little backyard <laughs> parking lot and then the people would get out on the Tesla probably in, you know, $2,000 suits and $1,200 dress. And then they just go up to like a vendor, just somebody on their back porch that's grilling ribs and be like, can I get a few? And she's like, you don't see, you don't see yeah. this day to day in Kentucky. You don't see this day to day really anywhere, but on Derby day in Kentucky, you'll, you'll get people mingling with people. Everybody's happy. Most folks are in a good mood. Yeah. When people get drunk later, they, you know, you get emotional and whatnot, but all around, it's just a magical Man. day, Roush. And we're, we're almost there, buddy. So there's one character who makes it, Pretty much every year. I'm assuming he's going to be there this year, even though he's got a wife and kid now. Um, but Angel, he played, he's older than us, uh, but he played soccer with some friends at like Brush or something like that. Angel's, a, 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 I think he was born in Mexico or his parents might be Mexican, but either way, uh, he, you know, he's, he's one of those that just goes with the flow wherever he is. So one year he was able to finagle where he had on just some pass. It didn't have the right numbers or something, but he was a part of the walk from the backside to the front side. He's just a guy that blends in wherever the hell he goes. He speaks Spanish, so, you know, it's pretty popular on the backside. He just gets along with everybody. He dresses nice, so people think that he belongs. And he got to watch the Derby from, like, the finish line suites and walk over with the horses one year. And that year also happened to be the year that it was about to storm as we were leaving the Derby. And we ran into him, and he's like, hey, guys, come over here. I got us. And he had somehow befriended a person that, that their house was like, you know, four or five down from my – there's like a little park uh, where the roads split at Southern Parkway and 4th Street. So he had befriended this person, convinced them to make us food, and we just hung out and drank beers while traffic died down and then hopped uh, in the back of his Camaro and then rode back to the party. It was awesome. Man, that's everybody's got stories like that or something similar, just something that's completely random, unexpected, and you end up having a time that you won't forget for the rest of your life. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the text line because we want to hear what you folks have to say. But I want to remind you, Mother's Day is just around the corner. If you're like me, it sneaks up on you every single year. You get derby, you get March Madness fever, and then that transitions over into derby fever, and then it's boom, it's Mother's Day. Go to Genesis Diamonds. You can never go wrong by getting her a timeless and meaningful gift from our friends at Genesis. They're on Shelbyville Road in the Shelbyville Road Plaza next to Trader Joe's. It's right off the waters. And check out their selection. You're going to save some money by going to Genesis as well. This is KRC. I'm Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Nick Roush. Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Only two things scare me, and one is... Kentucky Roll Call. What's the other? Excuse me? What's the other thing that scares you? Carnies. What? Circus folk. Nomads, you know. Smell like cabbage. Small hands. Can I 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Radio. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, I'm TJ Walker. Appreciate you spending your Wednesday morning of Derby Week with us and hope you're having a heck of a day. I'm going to kick it over to my friend Justin Kalen, who's going to tell you about Salsaritas. Justin? Salsaritas, addictively delicious chips. Uh, you've got ma- fresh marinated meats, two, two locations, Middletown and... Same Matthews. Sure. <laughs> so there you have it. Salsaritas <laughs> really is the perfect thing, Roush, to take to a derby party, Oaks party, whatever you're doing, or if you're just tailgating outside of Churchill Downs, mm-hmm. uh, they make it. They make it that easy for you. Yeah, uh, they have catering on the app. Check it out now, and you get great. I mean, Salsaritas bucks more valuable than shirt bucks. The reward system there is too good to be true. Download the app today uh, before you go chow down this weekend while enjoying the 147th Kentucky Derby. And also, maybe watching the NFL draft, that could be a nice nice draft snack. I'm actually looking forward to having that as almost like a post-derby races come down. It's like, oh, we'll watch some guys get picked and you know have it on. It, it's great kind of background television. Totally agree. And uh, didn't you say you didn't like it, though? I'm glad you've changed your tune. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a take that I had previously. Um, but no, no, no. I'm I'm excited for it. I used to be completely out on the NFL draft altogether. I thought it was just – and it was mostly because they have so much time in between picks that it really starts to, dra- starts to drag. So when the draft begins Thursday night, the action really isn't going to start until the third pick, and then that's when things are going to get interesting. And that's not going to happen until like 8.45 at night. So uh, I used to be completely out on it, but Laramie Tunsil helped change my tune. And then now uh, n- now I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we'll get a little twofer. It'd be nice to kind of space things out to where I could give the draft my undivided attention. Uh, but also I'm not going to be working it, so that's kind of nice too. Yeah, that's, that's got to be that's got to be swell for you not having to do that. Uh, a lot of people have Bateman from Minnesota going to Green Bay. I think at twenty nine, Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman. What do you think of that, Roush? I'm I not crazy about Big Ten receivers. That just goes back to my childhood. Oh, it's oh, just it's... like uh, something in the back mm-hmm. of your mind. Charles Charles Rogers, you know, uh, from Michigan. It's, Ro- it's like a rosebud situation. It's just you know, offense in the Big Ten was always notoriously so terrible that I just can't, like, oh, you don't want offensive players on your NFL team from the Big Ten, with the exception of maybe some quarterbacks or running backs. Yeah, I, I will say that I, I did – I do like Bateman. I don't – I mean, particularly as a college receiver. I mean, my God, he made Minnesota have an explosive offense. That's there a good was point. A, he, he averaged like 21 yards per reception, I believe, in 2019. Dude can play. I don't know how well, like – what is kind of fun about the random picks you'll see on Saturday is they'll typically – there's so many, they'll really just highlight some of the college stars. And you think, yeah, that guy was really good in college, but I don't know how the talent always translate to the NFL level. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I do. And you're making me feel a little bit better if Bateman ends up at Green Bay. I'm still holding out hope for Jamin Davis. I still think he'll end up going in the first round and will be a great NFL player down the road. I mean, he's young. He's just kind of scratching the surface, incredibly versatile, and just uh, a freak. So th- there's always a place for people like him in the NFL. So I, I would that's who I'm hoping Green Bay picks. Obviously, a good deal of UK bias goes into that as well. But even if he played for IU, well, if he played for IU, maybe not. But if he played for 
think of a team I don't care about. Uh, Michigan. If he played for Michigan, uh, yeah, well, you know, I think he's better than the guy from Michigan. But for I'm, a, bit, I'm a big, I'm a big game in Davis fan. That's all. You has great receivers. I'll take your word for it. You have the one guy. Uh, what's his name? Shoop or Wop? Wop. There we go. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. We Wop. we got we're stacked at wide receiver. Hmm. For now. For now. For now, yeah. you are. We you have you haven't even brought up IU football over the last like month and a half. Seriously, not that dude, we care. Football school I'm, now. I'm, like, why I'm, aren't you I'm, bragging? I'm just gonna let the the, the play on the field do the talking. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Justin. Great for radio. <laughs> no, I mean, let's be honest, guys. This is a Kentucky show. No one cares about Indiana football. Yeah, but we like to them, we like to build you up and tear you down. Football. And, well, hey, that's not true. I bet we probably have more UK football listeners than basketball listeners. Maybe so. Well, I mean, I mean, probably no. no probably no, I, Kentucky football fans. They are they are very. I mean, obviously, basketball fans are too. But UK football fans, the diehards, they can't get enough UK football. So even if we spend five minutes a day talking UK football, there's a group of UK football fans that would want to hear just that, and usually probably disagree with us because they may know more than we do, but or at least than I do. But yeah, no, Justin, I think you'd be. I think you'd be surprised the number of listeners that prefer football over basketball i don't know that i agree here's the deal here's how i see it every kentucky fan is a basketball kentucky fan i don't know that every kentucky fan is a football kentucky fan. i think you'd be surprised with that as well buddy i think you i won't I, I wouldn't be shocked if we had a texter at some point today be like i care a hell of a lot more about football than i do basketball yeah and but maybe, that's just one uh, uh, there's more. Uh, there's more than you think. I'll. Yeah. Browse, yeah. You want to back I, me up? I on just. This? I only. I only feel that way because that's how it is at Indiana. Still, I mean, you're. You're always going to have a majority of the fan base that enjoys football or basketball more than football. It's just. I. I just. I don't know. I feel the same way about Kentucky. Yeah. I, well, that's not the case though, Justin. Uh, suck it, buddy. You're wrong. Um, Indiana's weird. We know this. So Won't that's be the last why time you have wrong. bad preconceived See, the only thing notions. is, I'm going to do a poll question on the KRC Facebook page just to get an idea. And I'm like, the, the only issue with this, Roush, is you get the people that are like, why can't I just like both of them? And it's like, listen, yeah. just all I'm doing is saying, if you, which one do you slightly prefer more? And if you prefer both evenly the same, then, then you can. You can put a both option. Okay. I'll put a both option for you. Okay, there we go. Uh, can we go to the text line option? 502-414-1450? Yeah, you certainly can. A texter says, I go nameless, so my diesel fire hot takes can remain anonymous. They are pretty <laughs> canon, I must say. A texter says, I feel like I've missed something. What happened to Trevor being on the show? That no, was, that is Trevor. That was the first time texter. <laughs> Trevor, talk. Yeah, it is Trevor. Yeah, I just I qu I quit smoking cigarettes. I went, <laughs> I went back about fifteen years. Yeah, life's good. You got you got in shape. Yeah, a shape, a shape, rounds of shape. Yeah, you uh, that, that, yeah that Trevor's still here, buddy. Now Trevor doesn't like waking up early, so yeah. that so so our show being a morning show, uh, but he's still around. He hasn't done a Patreon in a little bit. I wonder what the, what he's up to uh, with that. Yeah. Well, well, we'll kick him back into shape. You know, it was birthday week, so he gets the week off. He typically yeah. does take Derby week off, too. He's just like, ah, getting up early, uh, horses. Rawr. Well, for him to have to go set up on the backside like we did that one year and like we look forward to getting back to in the future, 
is he, he'd have to get up super. He'd have to get up at like 545 for that. I mean, he should. He probably realistically got up at like 615. But even that is still pretty early for the big guy. Mm-hmm. Those, those uh, back the people, like I, I woke up at four. The weird thing about last night, like I said, I, I felt like I got a good enough night's sleep. But it seemed like I woke up every hour. And then I could instantly fall back asleep. But then I'd like wake up and be like, oh, it's time to get up. And I'd look at my watch and be like, oh, it's only been an hour. That's crazy. But going back to uh now i've lost my train of thought talking about my sleep but hmm. trevor waking up early people trevor, wait, oh trevor waking up early on the backside when i was waking up at 4 30 rush there was tweets of people being like here i've been here at the backside for 30 minutes and they're <laughs> taking their pictures I'm like so that place just never closes overnight right i mean it's just people can come and go as they please throughout the whole evening i'm sure well yeah i mean people live back there you know they have uh, apartments true. and, and yeah. whatnot, uh, but I, I think for the most part these are early to bed, early to rise kind of folk. Uh, when I would spend a summer or two out at my roommate's uh, mother's, like at the horse farm his mom lived at, you know she would get done, like she would go to turnout, which basically putting the, putting the horses to bed for night, and that would be around seven ish. Uh, I mean, she would have some breaks throughout the day, but it was almost straight to bed after that and then waking up at, you know, five in the morning. Like it's a it's a different kind of lifestyle. Those folks live and it's it's much more than a career. No, you're you're right about that. Let's go to a break. We've got a lot more text to get to in hour number two. And we'll talk whatever you all have on my in mind, because it's been quiet with UK. The Batcats get a win last night. Thank the thank Pete, because. They were down big to Eastern Kentucky, but they get a win. We'll maybe talk about that a little bit more. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush here on your Wednesday morning derby week. We're pumped up. We're excited about it. I'm laughing at some of the text. And also laughing at the fact that, Justin, we're just going to make you do Salsaritas ads every show until you go to Salsaritas and then can actually speak on it. My gosh, that read was terrible. And I apologize <laughs> to Salsaritas. I, I did that one dirty. Well, I mean, I completely surprised you and put you on the spot, but it made for some good radio gold at uh, not my expense when I'm just forgetting my own sentences like I did an hour one. So at least you uh, you have an excuse. But no, we're going to do that for real, though. You're going to be have to talk about Salsaritas every day until you go you go you go to it. Um, How about this? I'm going today. To wow. Today. Oh. today. All right, so, I want a I want a food review on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Deal. What are you gonna get? Uh, I'm not sure. Haven't not, thought about it. Not just now. Sure. And that sounded like nachos. Sounded like nachos. Can't go wrong I'm, with the nachos. I'm not a big nacho guy. I, it's probably gonna be a burrito or a burrito bowl if I had to guess. Yeah, oh, but no. the nachos you get the wildly addictive chips. Well, oh. I'll get. That's why I get the burrito bowl because I'll get the wildly addictive chips and dip it in the bowl. 
See, yeah, that's 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 nachos. You just get your chips on the no. side. I mean, we're really splitting hairs here because technically my bowls are I just it's it's a bowl, but I just say chips on the side and order nachos. It's a genius idea, Justin. It really is. It's one of probably the smartest thing Roush has ever done. I don't I don't understand the difference, I guess. There, there, there's really not. <laughs> no, there's a little. Your chips don't get as soggy, and as well, I think. Oh. I mean, I, I, I anticipate more ingredients in a bowl versus just a plate of nachos. No, we'll just ask for rice and beans when you get nachos. It's no difference. Gotcha. I've just figured out how to game the system by getting chips on the side. <laughs> I think, I think chips on the side though, and then you kind of make your own nachos when you get home, unless you're eating there. I think the integrity of the chip holds up a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Getting nachos with like just having it right on the chip, unless you are scarfing it down. There's no way those bad boys aren't getting soggy. I don't care how crispy those chips are. Is it just a guarantee that if you go to like a wing place and somebody at your table is dumb enough to get their nachos, that the nachos just aren't like soaking wet? Oh God! Like, In the flimsy, like oh. you like hold it up and you're like, hey, "What is this supposed to crunch or am I supposed to swallow this?" Oh God! And it, it, it inevitably happens every single time, and it's almost like they're like, well, how, "Let's just melt the cheese in the chip so that you can't, you know, have you, you can't feel the difference between the two. Yeah, it's just but, a cheese chip, gross. Blah. While we're speaking of ads. Justin and I may hit up uh, Bobby Cook Golf Academy tomorrow. We don't have it set in stone, but it's going to be ugly out. And we kind of wanted to golf Derby weekend, around Derby week, and that may be our best opportunity. They're over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. He's got three simulators. You can have multiple people on each simulator, and you can play around a golf really anywhere in the country that you see fit whatever course you want or maybe you just want to hit the range I, I recommend hitting the virtual range opposed to the real range and some people may think that's crazy but when you can see where you're coming in on the ball how much power you're you're it, all the statistics will blow your mind you'll have to check it out and those are really really expensive simulators so they actually are doing what your ball would do if you play a little draw your draw will be on the simulator and maybe you just need lessons from bobby cook i think we all could use them he is a mm -hmm. genius golfer he is a champion golfer and he will improve your game give him a call at 812-913-4415 that's 812-913-4415 or go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com only about 10 to 20 minutes depending on where you're at in louisville so it's a short trip across the bridge and you can go see our friend Bobby Cook. TJ, I want to take this time to just warn people of some horses to to fade. Now, you might prefer to fade me, but there's just a couple you should stay away from. And I'm reminded by uh, one reporter for WLKY. She said she might pick soup and sandwich because of the name. You can pick names; it's fun, but don't just you're wasting your money like with that horse. Don't don't do it. Like the king, it's it's got tender tea checkerboard orange. Don't just stay away. And for the love of Pete, Medina Spirit is a bum. I my goodness, that horse. It's it's got Bob Baffert's name, so people are gonna fall for it. Bob Baffert, he wins a lot of derbies. Well, he's not winning this one. He can suck it. Keep him the hell out of there. Same thing with Bourbonic. Verbonic is not going to win. I can guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, it it, it, it won as a 72 to one shot in the Wood Memorial. It's that, that was its best race. It's all downhill from here. It's, it's done. Kaput. So go ahead, throw it out. 
Yeah, I, I like that. I, I think that that's something that we should do more often is just say like what horses we know for a fact definitely won't win. Uh, like no chance that they're gonna that they're gonna come out and win. Brooklyn yeah, strong. I, like, it, come on, you're really gonna vote for the Nets right now? Kevin Durant isn't even playing. So get the hell out of here, Brooklyn. Yep, I'm right there with you. Where? What's the uh, dynamic one's not gonna win either? That's did we mention him? No, we did not. But you know what? Suck it, dynamic one. Dynamic one's got no chance. It's a bum of a horse. So go back and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, which now proudly includes Spotify. Let's give it up for our friend Hoosier Dingus. Yeah. Hoosier Dingus, hey, just me go. You did it, buddy. So we are on Spotify, but go back and listen. We can. I'll go back and listen if nobody else will, and I'll write down these horses. We will know that these horses will not win the Derby, and then Roush will get there one way or another by process of elimination. Yes, uh, eventually. That would be a fun way to handicap it. Just like so, what horse? It's like Leonard's losers, but for horses. Exactly. Just like Leonard's losers. Hey, uh, Justin, so far on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, nobody has voted that they prefer Kentucky basketball over Kentucky football. Wow. Not a single person. How many footballs are there? Uh, Well, usually just play with one at one time on the field. But in this case, in the voting, it's six to six. Six for both, six for football? Okay, now it's nine for both, seven for football. Interesting. Oh, wow. That is, and it, is so interesting. And it appears it, it, that the UK basketball option just disappeared. <laughs> I don't know how that, that happened. That would explain the numbers. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Well, can I add that? There we go. Okay. It's back. <laughs> you should have omitted that part. Just like, yeah, I didn't include that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's football. And just to make just, yeah, that would have been a funny little prank. Yeah. But yeah, I was pretty yeah. confident that that uh, football would be well, out basketball like this. It's because it's a point of pride for like like people yes. like to tell you that they're football fans more than they're basketball fans. You know, yeah. nobody says I'm a Kentucky basketball fan first anymore. They would back in the day. They might say, you know, I don't care for football much, but I'm just tired of us getting our teeth kicked in. You know, that would be the only context you would hear it. But there, there are a lot of football fans who like to t- remind you that they enjoy football first. And Justin, part of that's because access. Uh, back in the day, you know, you could get season tickets pretty inexpensively and go to every football game whereas you might i mean that was how it was in my family we i went to every football almost every football game as a kid but would be lucky if i got to go to like an athletes in action game once a year because those were just a little bit harder to come by a little bit more expensive too athletes in action oh man i i just look at it from the perspective though that many people in this area or you would think majority Huge basketball people, right? You you don't really ever hear people talking about football, but I'm clearly wrong. So, well, I think it goes back really to what Ralph said. It's a point of pride where I think some basketball, I think some people that are voting for both, if you made them pick, they would take March Madness over a Saturday at the Krogue, and mm-hmm. and 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 they're okay with that. And that's and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I think that's probably if I I, I like I voted both, but. I think I'd rather have like a March than a fall of college football. I mean, there's just nothing like March in my opinion, but I do love Saturdays at the Krogue as well, but it's, it's a point of pride where I think the people that are both or maybe lean basketball, you know, they still love football. They want it to do well football. There's fans that have just been that they they've been through a lot of really, really bad seasons and they, it's a point of pride for them. So they're always going to go with the football first and can't blame them for that. I will say the the football first fans that like actively root against basketball, you all are huge losers. <laughs> huge, huge losers. Yeah. 
Uh, I do have some good Kentucky football news. I love good news. Well, five-star defensive lineman slash outside linebacker Michael Williams said he plans on visiting UK this summer. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, they were hesitant to actually schedule visits in stone until the NCAA lifted that barricade or ban or whatever you want to call it, prohibition on visits. Uh, and he didn't set an exact date, but I was always told that they were eventually going to be able to get him on campus. He's from Columbus, Georgia, where we, we mentioned we have a listener down there, and hey. this guy is an absolute monster. Um, and if Kentucky were to get a consensus top 25 player, uh, that would be enormous. I have a feeling that they will try to schedule all of their big official visitors around whenever they can get Michael Williams into Lexington. Let's just shoot me straight, Doc. Does Kentucky have a chance? Yeah, yeah. I and because here's the thing: surprisingly, Georgia Tech might be the biggest competition, uh, in in and obviously the home state of Georgia. Uh, I think he knows somebody out at USC as well. He's going to officially visit out there. But Georgia Tech is like always high up on these Georgia kids' list because they're they're kind of like how Kentucky was seven or eight years ago. Uh, selling them or making a change, living in the big city of Atlanta. So they're at least appealing initially. But I do think that between Summerall and Amor Stewart, they're they're tag teaming this one. Uh, that Stewart got Ross, uh, Devontae Ross, around signing day. He's had a couple here and there. Summerall's had a few more. And since they're both in the area and Stewart coaches that position, uh, I, you know they're, they're both bringing their best. And I actually do think they have a pretty good shot at getting this gift. That would just be massive. And it almost would feel bigger than Justin Rogers just because going into the deep South and yeah. getting a player that the top programs in the SEC want. And yes, Alabama won Justin Rogers. You know, both would be huge, but both are, could, should, hopefully will be huge. But there'd be something about going into Georgia and doing it. I couldn't hardly believe it. Yeah. I hope you're right. <laughs> It would it would be massive now, uh, but like, I mean, Kentucky was able to do that with Trevin Wallace. Now the circumstances were weird, where uh, thanks to Auburn's idiocy, they it kind of fell into Kentucky's lap. That's but, true. But still, it's possible. Um, I, I'm I'm definitely not going to be uh, marking this, chalking this one up as a, well. They just got him on campus. Uh, you know, th- those days have, are done. And I think you even alluded to that before. Just being a hat on the table isn't good enough anymore. Agreed. So to, to to land multiple top fifty kids in this class, uh, it's it can become possible if you just win some big games next year and and keep this momentum going because you're you're trending in the right direction. Agreed. Well said. Let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know exactly where we left off. We are at the part where the texter said, because our backcourt was so bad last year, it feels like a lot of our attention is there. But I am excited about our frontcourt. Collins and Hopkins should be really nice pieces. And Shibway is the kind of big Cal loves. Yeah, that is the big that Cal loves. He loves them when they maybe have a little bit more touch on the low block than than Shibway has. But yes, just the nasty. I'm gonna he he wants he wants his point guards to be smart and explosive and he wants his bigs to be tough and nasty. And he's at least got the tough and nasty part with Shibway, Shibway. And I I we said it yesterday. Yeah, the front I don't even think I mentioned Hopkins who he looks 
looks like he's got a better body than Terrence Jones coming out of high school. And, and don't don't be weird about that. But that dude, he is a big dude, Roush. And he's put on a lot of muscle. He likes to float a lot. So I don't know what his interior game will be. I haven't seen enough of him to really know. But I know he he likes to float and shoot. And if he can knock him down, I'm okay with that. But that's uh, uh, we didn't mention him, I don't think. No, no, I, I do always forget about him too. <laughs> it, it's it's really kind of I'm doing that more and more this year. I don't know if it's just because we don't know the roster makeup all the way or the grad trans or the trans not the grad transfers well, but the transfers. But I'm forgetting like I'll I'll rattle off the roster and forget Grady. Like Grady's going to be a starter and he's going to be an awesome player for Kentucky. I, I can't forget him. Welcome right, to right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also because we haven't seen him. You know, um, going back to the McDonald's circuit, the AAU circuit last year for the high school kids. So I, I think that plays a big role in it as well. And just the general recruiting calendar of guys visiting and stuff like that. Like we didn't have Cal is on his way to Texas to go see Damian Collins. You know, like that, that was a complete dimension that was missing from your websites, you know, like as a daily kind of update as a little news tidbit that we could drop on here. <laughs> Yeah, a little news tidbit. Which, by the way, yesterday, uh, Louisville City had big news. Yeah, that was so weird. James o or uh, James O'Connor, he should be the next coach. But uh, John Hackworth just they mutually terminated his contract. I think was the wording. But the yeah. funny thing is, is it broke before, like Louisville City didn't break the news, which is weird. Right. It was yeah. This this screams that Hackworth got a better job, right? Because it came from an athletic guy. If it was a Louisville City, if they were leaking it, they would have given it to a local person. This was a a USL athletic reporter. Yeah, but it could be. Ultimately, I guess that's what I think would have the best odds. But the timing's so weird. You literally a game into the season. Yeah, you coached <laughs> one game. You dominated. You're the favorites to win the USL again, and then mutually agree to terminate the contract like could you know if he was taking another job yeah. couldn't they just say that yeah is is weird very very weird it's it stinks maybe God, the just... maybe he's like got the other job but they can't make it official and then louisville city caught wind and was like well if you're not like we're not going to just ha have you be half in half out for a week until this is finalized so go on and and get and when you're ready to announce your next job you can you can yeah. announce it maybe it's a situation like that is isn't o'connor in the building as uh a, a an advisor of sorts yes he After is he got I fired by orlando so he's going to be the new coach right yeah and then some like soccer american soccer loudmouth sports personality or something like insinuated that hackward hackworth left because james o'connor was kind of like cooing behind the scenes i think the Ooh. exact wording i think the exact wording was muddying up the waters oh so, and then he ended up he ended up deleting the tweet too to add more intrigue to the whole ordeal Ooh. but yeah. uh but they they named the interim head coach just somebody on the supports on the staff already so they didn't even make it o'connor but if i mean it's just too perfect right like james right, o'connor right. who started with the team and really laid the foundation for success he went and pursued his dreams as an mls coach it didn't work out kind of got a bad deal down in orlando right. and then came back and joined the organization again let's get him back to coaching maybe he doesn't want to maybe he's happy with the role he's got but i, I it seems too perfect for louisville city fans to have james o'connor back i really liked him yeah yeah same here. Uh, we know you wanted him to be Kentucky Sportsman of the Year. At least get some votes. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
He didn't even. I think I was the only person that even included him in the top mm. ten. So I had real to put him shame. number one. Real, real shame that you were the only one tooting his horn. He deserved better. He did. He deserved much better. And now he needs to be the head coach again, so the boys in purple can win another United States League championship. Hey, oh, you no. boys in purple! United Soccer League. That's it. I also just something weird crossed my, my Twitter feed too, TJ. I know I'm a little all over the place, but just want to get some news things in here. Uh, Michael Mulder scored 26 points last night. Huh? <laughs> I always liked Michael Mulder. He like I, you just wish Michael Mulder's timeline with Kentucky could have lined up differently. Like he he came into his own in that 17 team when UK had De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, and Isaiah Briscoe, which everybody's like Briscoe couldn't shoot, but Briscoe did so much defensively and hard nosed stuff. Oh, and he was good at finishing at the rim. I mean, he he deserved to play. He made mistakes. He wasn't the perfect point guard. Stepped out of bounds on the baseline at least once a game. He loved doing that. Him and Devin Askew with like just going out of bounds unnecessarily. (laughs) (laughs) You could have a 30 minute highlight reel. Oh, and. And while we're jumping all over the place, scatterbrain, uh, I watched the YouTube video. I saw it on Cats Illustrated, but it's every 40-yard play in the Stoops era, and it's 27 minutes. So I was on the Pelotron just grinding one out, and it was awesome, Roush. Just oh, from nice. names that I hadn't heard in such a long time. And, uh, you know, JoJo was a big part of the highlight reels. And oh, it heck just, yeah. Uh, it it, uh, which, it, was, it it really I re- highly recommend it. UK football fans watch it. Quarterbacks, uh, wit throw, just the wit throw, big, man. For, for him running, just forty yard play after forty yard play. Us losing to Western Kentucky and you being able to see the score on the bottom, just good stuff. <laughs> good clean so, fun. There was a name I came across the other day while going through some old posts. Yeah, do you remember the name from Kentucky football recruiting past Derek Keefe? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. I yeah. Did. He he was one of Stoops's first huge targets. It was Kentucky or Alabama, and he had his own recruiting website. And when I I, I clicked on it, the website is still up. And it's <laughs> it's still operational, and it was operated by his uncle the whole time, who was just posting pictures for him. Because I guess uh, you know we weren't just creeping around on Instagram as much as we do now. Uh, but really fascinating to take that stroll down memory lane and then look to see what Derek Keefe did at Alabama. Uh, not much, but well, he hit did me, hit me with that URL, bro. He did. Uh, he did go to, he won two national championships. Uh, it's DerekKeefe.com. Just go to DerekKeefe.com, and it's, it's still open. It looks like, I mean, it looks like it was made in, you know, 2009 or so. Oh, that's um, great. It's got all of his stats from LaSalle, soon to be built by Bama. But he probably played wide receiver at Bama for like a year and was just a backup who did special teams and won two national championships. So uh, to answer the age-old question, would you rather try to be somebody big at at a big fish in a small pond or be a little fish in a big pond? Derek Keefe prefers winning national titles as a goldfish. Hey, you know. Not a bad life, though. No, it's okay. not a bad life. If you're if you're all about the ring, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Braylon Hurd was also a name that, oh, that I had heard forever. He was part of the video. What happened to him? He he left early. Remember, he only did like one season. Transferred from Nebraska was probably going to be the guy uh, along with Jojo. It was like him and Jojo were going to split carries, and instead, boom, got them all. Um, so did he just go 14. to the league, or did he transfer out? What? He, I, I'm, a, I don't think he played football. He had intentions to go to the league, but you know, I, I don't think anything ever came of it. 
he had a nice build to him and was kind of like this sleek runner where he just kind of glide through the hole and once he could get through it he wasn't really great through contact but he no. he he was fun he was fun to watch for a little bit too there's been good players in the program but you you just like there's been good skill players and whatnot but it's just the development in the trenches over the years you don't see that in the highlight video that I'm referring to but you just know that's where the the biggest difference is. And then now it's like, let's just upgrade the skill positions and really see where this thing goes. So Kentucky football going to the top. Let's go back to the text line. Let's do it. Uh, One texter says, was there a positive Brooks report over the weekend? I saw some eyeball emojis and a link to a paywalled site. Uh, I think some, I think somebody had said that they were hearing good things. I don't know if it was Sisk or Graf or an insider, but I think somebody had mentioned that they were hearing good things about Brooks. And, and I think he's coming back. That's more just kind of guessing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's more of a hunch. But and I will say this, and going you know, back to I, our gut conversation from earlier. It, yeah, sure. And I, I hope this like doesn't come off as icky, but I think people saw how he just led that memorial of Terrence Clark and the way and the words that he said and, and the way that people think that he's just going to stick around. I, and, and there's no indication that any of that is true, but I think that's where people are starting to like feel better about it was just seeing how much of a grown adult he acted in, yeah. in terrible tragedy and thinking that like he, he's going to want to be around, but those things don't obviously correlate, but a lot of Keon Brooks is impressive, man. Taking, taking the lead in a game he didn't even play in because there was locker room turmoil and then kind of leading the charge during a memorial for a fallen teammate. It's just uh, – he. I, I want him back because he just seems like a cool dude, and also he's a good stretch four, so he would help the team. Yes, <laughs> very much so. We didn't get the breakthrough season we expected because of that injury and all the other stuff happening, but I think we can get it if we run it back another year. One texter says, it was a severe versus <laughs> minor Wheeler pun <laughs> referring to Samir Wheeler from Georgia. Uh, I think we're, we're just, you know, that was too smart for us. Too good of a joke, which I hate. Cause I love clever jokes, but you, you out clevered me there and uh, apologies, Dexter. It'll be uh, if, if severe does end up where if he does end up in Lexington, they're going to be used not as often as Olivier Saar puns. Sorry. We're sorry. Um, <laughs> But they will certainly be used. Kim Mulkey is so easy to hate. What a clown. Oh, not a Kim Mulkey fan. And she really does come across as just like, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Kim. Do you ever know that I dated back-to-back Kims in high school and college? Oh, I dated back-to-back Madisons. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that. And they yeah. were in the same sorority. Good stuff. Uh, oh, same sorority. Way <laughs> to spread your wild oats. <laughs> Uh, can, we, can we get a timestamp on the Derby Talk on the podcast so we don't have to listen to that garbage if we don't want to? Hope you enjoy your weekend, Roush. Well, that's what you get for living in Kentucky. Suck it. Deal with it. Hey, and we're not doing a show tomorrow or Friday, so suck it. You have nothing to listen to, buddy. <laughs> Texter says, TJ's daughter will have a more advanced palate than him by 2026. <laughs> it's pretty generous actually yeah seriously uh, i think will get into solid foods at like one or something yeah duke's probably already got more uh <laughs> more, more advanced palate now i, I just you. need like it's all fun to have some laughs with the boys and just you know be be a goofball but in all seriousness i've got a very advanced palate and it's not a laughing matter i eat more meats <laughs> than anybody out there i just don't like sauces and i don't think that should be held against me uh, i mean actually i do like a ton of sauces barbecue buffalo spicy well, the the hot brown sauce was the one that really really shocked me because you're not a gravy person either 
And I think I think the gravy. Now, granted, that'll be good for your long term health that you're not a gravy guy. That one is a bit shocking, being from Kentucky, which uh, you know it's fringe Southern. You know, you get a lot of the Southern style uh, dishes around here. It's shocking that you're not a gravy guy. Yeah, I, I think like I will eat gravy. I just don't love it. Like I think I've mm-hmm. I've advanced that far in my evolution. So mm-hmm. there's that. TJ, what food you like that would be a surprise that would surprise us most? Are you a big What's that? What's what's bon me? I, I can see it's probably a Thai food or something. Uh, maybe some paella. Paella is really good. I think you would like paella. It's like um, I've had paella before. Yeah, it's um, Mexican like stir fries. Like, yeah, I like <laughs> stir fries. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think you'd be surprised to know all the seafood I like. Like I can just take down a squid like it's nothing. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I would think that would be the weirdest one because. Huh. You know, the funny thing is, too, if like I was ever on a show like The Challenge or Survivor or something where there's an eating challenge, I'd dominate it. Like, I, I know I can eat those things. I just don't enjoy doing it. And we really need to have like a, a cheesy cheddar biscuit eating contest or Fazoli's breadsticks. We, we need to we need to binge some food together. Just see who can eat the most. Yeah, breadsticks. We're going to show off in front of our wives. Crash, <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do since our wives don't listen to our own radio show is like, I'll I'll tell Hannah, like, hey, let's just go pick food. Let's just see what, what jumps out to us. And then, you know, I'll be like, oh, Fazoli sounds good. And then I'll convince her that you need to go inside for the unlimited breadsticks because, you know, you got to pay for them in the drive-thru, but they're unlimited and if you right, eat in right. store. And then you and Brooke will be there. <gasps> And then oh, you and man. I will just stare across the room. And at that moment, Justin comes out of the bathroom. You've just blown <laughs> it up, Justin. You've just blown up the bathroom. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you all are here? And then we're all like, hell yeah, sure. And we have a breadstick eating contest. The girls are impressed. Who says no? You all would smoke me for what it's worth. Wouldn't even be close. Why's that? I just, I can't eat. I'm not an eater. I, I eat very little and then I'm full. I'm jealous. Yeah, I have a friend like that jealous. who he's like, he'll eat maybe one meal a day, and that meal is basically lunch size for me. It's like, oh, so that's why you're not, you know, 240 pounds. That's that's pretty much me. I pretty much eat a lunch every day, and then I'll drink beer and eat chips at night. Gosh, all today. What a what a life. I, I just sometimes can't understand when my wife like cuts her grilled chicken sandwich or fried or whatever it may be in like half. And she'll eat half and then be like, I'll save this for a leftover. It's like, what? I was thinking about getting two of them. Like you're, you're, yeah, I I don't, I don't get people like you, Justin. I'm jealous of it, I suppose. But what about on a Wednesday? Can you throw some, some back on a Wednesday? No, I I don't ever eat. Oh my gosh. I I literally eat one meal a day. At what point do we just study Justin? Well, and that's, that's, remember we had that conversation. He gained 40 pounds in college and had to lose it because he ate too much on Wednesdays. (laughs) And every other day that ended in Y. All right. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We haven't even really made a dent in the text line. So that'll be fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call, a nonsense Wednesday. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, and we'll be right back. I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush? 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday. Appreciate you hanging out, spending time with us. Remember our friends at Car Stuff KY, they're over there on Bargetown Road. Anything you need for your car, literally, that's what they say. Anything you need for your car, you should check out Car Stuff first because it could save you a lot of money if they do, in fact, have it. Uh, whether it's car audio, audio installation, remote starts, auto body supply, wheel and tires, they're going to have anything for your car. And if you're a biker, they're going to have anything for your bike as well. We've got some people mowing the lawn outside. I'm sure you all can probably hear that and uh, not not ideal. They're over at 5725 Bargetown Road, 502-239-9554. And follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They're fun follows. You get a better, better idea of what they're all about. Car stuff, KY. Uh, TJ. Two more quick things before we wrap up the text line. Keenan announced the lineup for this year's Railbird Festival, and it's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, My Morning Jacket and Leon Bridges headline Saturday Woo! night. Uh, Midland and Margot Price are on the undercard. I've seen them both at uh, Forecastle, and they're very talented. They're like, I went like Midland's kind of rocky country. Uh, it, it, it reminds me almost of like early 2000s that was really popular, but they're they're pretty good. And Margot Price, she's a great singer, and it's also a little folksy. And then on Sunday, DMB, Dave Matthews, and Jason Isbell will head on. I, I admittedly have not listened to much of either, but I've never heard one of their songs and been like, I don't like that. I, I typically enjoy them. So th- th- that's pretty good. Band of Horses, too. I like a lot of their songs. I've seen them at Forecastle as well. So should be pretty good despite being super duper hot in late August. Hey, you never know. And it's the most beautiful music festival in all of the country. You can't beat it. Better than Fire Festival, too, if you want to go international. Much better. Much better than Fire Festival. Um, I'm not a big like music festival guy, but I would like. I think I'd like to go to that. I mean, the baby yeah. will be like a month and a half away at that point. I'm I'm going to be wanting the weekends, all that I can have. I'm, I'm already trying to figure out how do we get Duke to hang out with somebody for the weekend. So Your parents. Yeah, they, they spend the weeks, though, with them. So I try to you, you want to try to change it up a little bit. So, you know, might might be an aunt or an uncle kind of weekend. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We got plenty of time. That's a future Roush problem. Um, just like the NCAA has made themselves another future problem, they just decided to give Mark Emmert a contract extension for no reason. Yeah, Mark Emmert's a bum, but I'm not like really all that surprised. Uh, he makes a ton of money. It's a job that he wants. He's basically the punching bag of the NCAA, and uh, he's doing what the NCAA wants, which is just keeping their same model not changing <laughs> and he he has uh, been pretty consistent that he does not really plan on changing he drags his feet every chance that he can get so uh i'm not like surprised by it but he is a goober you you would think though that they wouldn't preemptively extend his contract when there's so much stuff that's right down the road i mean like between all the nil stuff like it, it feels like there's a lot of things that are coming to a head why keep that guy around through it and past it right why, why ensure that you know i just i don't doesn't make much sense to me because i think it's what the NCAA is enjoying like i think that they want it to be an amateur model so the fact that it's just a big cluster bleep right now they'll you know they'll go with the flow when they have to but they're moving at their own pace and emmert's leading that charge that very slow turtle charge and every everybody's happy i i think you know they're all right taking the media 
blasting that they take probably four times a week. It just seems like it's every other day. It's something stupid. The NCAA is doing or done or what mistake they've made. And I think they're just happy having Emmert up there as like the poster child of inadequacy. Yeah. Yeah. I would just think that it would be nice to have a different target to kind of, you know, I, I think that just buys you more time, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, man, just what a, what a loser that guy is. Goodness gracious. Texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know even know where we're at. Listening on podcast and now we're in. I swear to God, if you breathe into the mic one more time, who's your dingus? I'm turning this bleep off and might not ever come back. Grow the hell up and be a professional. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Holy smoke! Someone needs to stop breathing in the mic. Nails on a chalkboard level of annoyance. <laughs> These texts just cracked me up. TJ gave me warning they were coming. I I was. Um, I was annoyed as well, and I finally had to say something because I didn't know if you knew that – you obviously didn't know that you were doing it. <laughs> I did not know during the show, no, but I went back and listened as well. And who? let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nails on a chalkboard level of annoyance. Uh, I, I was right there with you. I would think that you would be able to hear it. Do you know, I definitely is- cannot hear it on my end, no. I thought that we got rid of the chalkboard level annoyance when Trevor stopped showing up. Boom, nope. <laughs> news to you take these godforsaken masks and get them the hell out of here all these regulations are stupid the new ones that come out after recent studies are getting dumber they don't work they killed the flu but can't control the virus suck it suck it suck it to whoever needs to suck it says this texter on the text line <laughs> fired up texter i mm-hmm. love it Texture says, getting sick and tired of Mitch Barnhart taking a big hot brown on the common folk, you UK football fans, but at least we get the spring special tonight. That's right. The All of the behind-the-scenes footage that we were promised – actually, we were never promised. They said they would give us something extra. So they're giving us – is it a 30-minute special or an hour special on the SEC Network? Don't know. Uh, I love that it's all access. You know who had all access was the donors. You let watch the spring game while you – just made the worst decision to not have a spring game. You dinguses. So mm. this is a fraud. Uh, part of me wants to boycott it, but I'm a sucker. So I'm definitely going to watch it and be really excited about it. It's going to be great. Can't wait for it. But yeah, it, I don't buy into like the whole disconnect from the fans, all that, all that much, but it was just dumb not to have a spring game. I don't care that donors went. That's surprising, but it was just stupid not to have a spring game. You have a lot of momentum. Capitalize on it. But I'll be watching. It's also uh, – so it's a one-hour special tonight at 7 on the SEC Network. Uh, the reason why it's it's bad – and it, like you could have made this and had it air when the spring game was supposed to air. You could have had it ready by then. I know it takes a while to edit things. Well, just don't – I, I, I want to see stuff from the second scrimmage, but you know they're not going to show it. So just spend your time working on this the week before – does it really take that long to, to produce a one-hour TV special? No, uh, it doesn't. Like, then now nobody cares. It's two weeks after spring ball. Texture says, okay, Justin, I promise to not tell you to suck it again if you promise to stop doing it in the mic. <laughs> Fair enough. A texter says, are we simply mad about the UK practice stuff on SEC Network, or are we furious about it? We're furious. It was a horrible decision. And I, one thing that does annoy me, like Mitch Barnhart needs to speak with media. He needs to he needs to answer more for decisions that he makes. And I'm I'm willing to 
hear his thoughts, opinions, and, and and be fair about what he has to say. He never talks to the media, Roush. Like, when he ever. does, he filibusters. I he mean, does. it is Big it time. is so his opening statement will be ten minutes long. He puts everybody to sleep and gets everybody off their guard. It's a great media strategy, but my God, like it just it's not it's not normal conversation where, you know, like when you have Mark Stoops and who get a little bit fired up, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that we miss because we only hear from Mitch Barnhart at like UK football media day and maybe not even UK basketball media day. I don't, I don't even know when his regularly scheduled things are. I, I'm glad he's not Vince Tyrang calling a press conference at every moment's notice, but every <laughs> a little more often would be nice. Like, I, I don't think that at least once every two months would be all like, you know, just before another press conference, he, he should be talking about the volleyball teams national. He should say, Hey, I'm here to talk about volleyball, but the final 20 minutes I'll answer whatever you all got like that should it should just be common practice but instead it'll be like one outlet or it'll be one report or it'll be a statement or something like that I just I wish he I wish he'd speak with the media and you know what else he'll do too after a big win when most of the media is busy interviewing players Mark's story will like grab him and pull him to the side and talk to him for a little bit but that's really and and that's whenever you know Mitch is just filling himself and he's going to brag about his team but that it doesn't happen often Nope. Uh, Texter says, Tony's frozen pizzas are also garbage, and DiGiorno's oh, are the best. So I remember, I believe this was in high school, we discovered Tony's, and because you could get a dozen for like seven bucks or something like that. And it was a great, I mean, this is when you could have like a giant square. They weren't like full pizzas, but like the, it was, it was basically an enormous square pizza. And that was an afternoon snack. And just to, I can't even imagine consuming the amount of calories in a day today that i did when i was in high school totally well yeah <laughs> no comment oh, another texter says hey gents rocket city rob here tj i love the lethargic bama appraiser who's boss on his late appraisal and told him that this is a wildcat home so it obviously means more and he agreed the day after contesting so I play pickup at the Wise here in North Bama and get absolutely demolished by playing these high school kids who are all varsity lettermen in every sport possible. Wore a UK shirt in a few days ago and a massive kid asked if I went to UK as he was just moving away as he just was moving me away in the post like a ragdoll. Turns out he's UK's new edge D lineman going in this fall, Khalil Sanders. What a monstrous athlete. Very well-mannered and seemingly nice kid. Anywho, keep up the good work. Go Cats. And no suck it's today. The planet has sucked it for over a year now. So whatever's the opposite, it's blower spit. So have fun with that. Rocket City Rob. Oh, that's pretty cool. I bet Khalil Sanders did just take you to pound town in the post and beat you up. Yeah, he seems like he probably weighs 150 pounds more than you, Rocket City Rob. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like a bad... Yeah, it seems like a bad matchup. Yeah, uh, Huntsville kid. Uh, he's 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 definitely a project, but I'm sure he just did whatever the hell he wanted to you in the paint. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. A by the way, a report from Cats Illustrated. There's more mutual interest between Kentucky and Severe Wheeler than you might have guessed. <gasps> bum bum bum. I don't know. Like I get it. He's not a good shooter, but he does a lot of other things really, really well. Why not add him to the fold? I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I would too. Especially if you got CJ Frederick coming too. Maybe Adam Miller. Yeah, you're going to have shooters. You're going to have players. You're going to be good by by me. I'm I'm, I'm excited about how it may shape up. But I I still would guess. 
going back to the gut thing, that Wheeler doesn't end up at Kentucky. But I, I totally believe that UK is really interested in him because he's a good player and uh, basically won Georgia that game against Kentucky late in that game. Oh, that was a nightmare. Our racing Louisville tickets only sold a season tickets at the moment. The regular season schedule came out, but I can't find a place to buy individual tickets. Trying to take my wife to a getaway weekend to Louisville. Well, let me know when you are going, and I'll just give you my tickets. I've got season tickets. We're not going to go every time, every weekend. So I think we'll probably go to the first real, real game. Uh, but besides that, you let me know what game you want to go to. You can have my tickets for that weekend. A texter says, question of the day, what three not currently active artist bands can be dead or alive would headline your ultimate concert? Mine, thanks for asking. Tom Petty, The Beatles, there, I said it. Queen, The Beatles. Queen, yeah. I, th I do think Queen is a great choice because they'd be a good stadium. Like th That would be fun, you know, when he, when he, Freddie Mercury would do the, ew. Um, so I'm with you on Queen. I would probably sub out The Beatles for the rolling stones because people forget the beatles were much more of a studio band they didn't tour that much after they did their initial british invasion um yeah and then after that i don't know uh hmm. well well Good sunday question, though sunday best is now active again so i guess i couldn't include them y'all might y'all might make fun but i'm gonna go with michael jackson here Oh no! Good call, Justin. Great choice. Great choice. I'm 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 all in on you there because you know that it would be the theatrics behind it would be really cool too. Absolutely, much like Queen. Yeah. So I would go Queen and Michael Jackson for sure. Third one, not sure. I do Jim Croce. I do Tom Petty, and again, Sunday Best is back together, so we can exclude them. I don't Man, know. I'm, I'm Probably, uh, wouldn't it be fun to go to a Tupac concert? Wouldn't yeah. that be an, wouldn't that be an experience? I'd be an experience, that. but I just I don't know. I I don't get is like I've I've been to some rap shows and it just I don't know. I live oh, wow. it's just not it for me. Huh? Yeah, and just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Texture says I'm grilling for some of my friends at my house tomorrow for the first time. Any tips? Oh, well, wow. you know, use Roush's secret seasoning that he puts on everything, supposedly. And don't burn it. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. I would also say, depending on what you're grilling, I would I would stay away from pork because pork chops are tricky. Like you, there's a very fine line between overcooking and undercooking finding that because you can't undercook pork you can make people sit it's just that's the one thing you don't want to do i would just and then if you overcook it they dry out i would just stay away i mean i doubt that he's grilling for some friends for the first time he's going to go pork yeah i brats would probably be the way i would go it'd be easy uh, just, yeah go hamburgers brats and then get a few grilled chicken breasts people will be impressed by it and then season accordingly and then do it and while they while justin says don't burn it also don't undercook it either so you got to find that nice middle ground where it's actually <laughs> healthy to eat exactly exactly uh one texture said so what happened with tisdale can't find it on the twitter machine at all oh uh, yeah it's, it's not out there but he's uh you know he he, he should be fine this this by uh by the fall camp let's start a fall camp there you have it roush said it here first on kentucky roll call you can take it to the bank good morning guys hey roush just curious if you have asked brad cox for the opposite of his last name have a great guys have a great what all you said is have a great guys oh yeah and you know what tj my biggest regret i was going to say this but i got kind of preoccupied and i i'd had him for a while 
the ultimate question I wanted to ask him, I forgot, and that's is Churchill Downs in the South End or not? And I just Oh, you I, coward. I, I screwed the pooch. I messed up on that one. But if Scotty Davenport grew up on Central Avenue and he's from the South End, then it's definitely in the South End. I think we have proven time and time again that it is not the South End. But also uh, uh, TJ, at the end of that text, I think, was supposed to say, you are great guys. Instead of have a great guys. I don't know if that's accurate. Why do you say that? That's not. I was going for a laugh. It failed. Yeah, Carry oh. on. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, uh, Justin, you're just the best, buddy. Cal Tucker, Nate Cecina, Nick Roush, Brad Cox. <laughs> <laughs> True words have never been spoken. It's the only organ that named itself the brain. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow. That's yeah. true, though. Yeah, it really is. Texter says, yeah. the parking hustlers and scalpers are a tradition unlike any other people selling bottles of water for $4. Oh, you can find a dollar, but it's still a steal for a dollar for oh, a bottle of water. Especially compared people- to going inside the gate and it's like $8 for a bottle of water. Yeah. And then people, I've seen people selling beers for a dollar, and that, and they're, and they're still going to make money off that. That's uh That's usually what I do. You give them a five, and you'll get like two or three beers. Yep. People uh, are extra generous with their cash around there, so it's a great hustle, especially if your kid trying to make some extra money. I do wonder just the scene around Churchill with it being pandemic. You know, I think it, it it'll be less people, but I, there will still be plenty of hustlers there. Yeah, they had a system, my friends, that would park where, like, they just every every Thursday of Derby Week or maybe even Wednesday some years, but, like, these same people, they didn't really know who they were, but they would be the people that go chase down the cars from, like, Central and mm-hmm. then bring them back. And what they would tell them is, I'm charging – if it was Derby Day, it was $50 a car. I think if it was Oaks or Derby, it was, like, 25 Whatever you want to tell them the price is, you can, but I'm getting 25 from each car. So sometimes they just get some schmucks and be like – yeah, you know, bucks, like bucks. last spot, but you're really close. It's like 150 for parking, and then they <laughs> they, they get to pocket 125 bucks. Oh, Everybody just makes making a killing. Yeah, love it, absolutely love it. John here. Good morning to all. Tell me, guys, what is the highest amount you've ever won on betting on a horse to win? Once bet two dollars on a 51 horse, and it won. Here's something else to think about the Kentucky basketball team. The way the roster sits right now for next season, what do you think their odds would be? As a bet in horse racing to win it all, and what would their horse name be? Uh, well, their odds, John, I think would be uh, around, as it sits currently, 20 to 1 is what I would handicap it. Um, but, you know, that, that's paramutuals. It's going to drive the price down because Kentucky fans would to about 12 to 1. Um, but the most I ever won on a $2 bet, it was pouring raining on Derby Day. I'd handicapped all the races, lost my ass off. So I was just like, Funky Duck, that's a funny horse. I'll put two across on it. And uh, I won, you know, I think it was like 90 to 1 or something like that. So that that's my biggest winner on just a cheap win bet. That's not that's not too shabby. Texter says we need to start rolling through these. And people selling beer on the walk-in, $20 to park on a public street, but you pay it because the people's house you're parking in front are going to be there all day and you don't want to risk that. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So like mm-hmm. on a public street, I, I oh, man. I, oh, yeah, you're right. You just got to pay it. What makes a pizza really good? Is it more the quality of the crust or the pizza itself? I think it's the cheese to sauce ratio more, more times than not. Obviously, if you've got a funky crust, you, you're messed up from the jump. But it's a sauce to cheese ratio for me. And uh, I like them saucy, if I'm going to be honest with you. 
crust for me. Yeah, I'm a crust guy too, Justin. Because if it's thin, it's got to be the nice and crispy. If it's thick, you know, it's, it, but the worst is if it's a little undercooked and you get it kind of soft and doughy. Then it's just it stinks. Those do stink. Uh, Justin is hundred percent correct that we don't give a damn about Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I got something says, right. Take a poll on the text line. Football school. Ooh, actually volleyball school. Texter says, I've always been UK football over basketball. I don't really care that much about basketball until Cal came. Oh, so that's you're somebody that's gotten a little bit more interested because of Cal. That's interesting. I wonder why you weren't interested before Cal or as interested. Hmm. Uh, Texter says, I know this may be a hot take, but I actually prefer Kentucky football over Kentucky basketball at the moment. Seeing the progression, how much we level up through recruiting, staff changes, etc. It's just so exciting and entertaining to see how we keep leveling up. Knowing that we had the least talented football program in Power 5 at one point till now is so fun. Although nothing can beat March Madness with the Kentucky in it, but there's just something about looking forward to that big game against Florida or the big dogs on Saturday. I absolutely love Kentucky football. I totally agree with that text. Like, uh, you know... Uh, I don't, again, I don't think I prefer football over basketball, but everything you said is accurate. And again, just get, get, well, go to games. It, you it, don't have to get, get season tickets necessarily, but show up. People want to play in full stadiums. We can keep this thing going. And the progression is just different. Whereas like each year we're spending this time in the summer trying to figure out what UK's basketball roster is going to be. You know, a lot of the football and there's just a few uncertainties here and there. And you're just excited to see guys come back after improving in the off season. A texter says, do you really like betting college football or college basketball more? I know college, college basketball a lot better. College football by a gazillion. The free throw shooting at the end of games kills me. Uh, I, it's just too unpredictable for me. I can't trust him. College football on a landslide. I'm basketball. Have you, Justin, what about you? Uh, I would have to go basketball as well, although I like betting both. Yeah, obviously. Betting's fun. Have you all ever entered in one of the derby draws with your family and friends? I'm doing one this year, but I feel like I never win those. Feel like I have a better chance of seeing Roush's ears than selecting the winner. Really hope that changes this year, you guys. Oh, derby draws are kind of like squares. You know, you do them every year, and eventually you're going to hit one. Uh, yeah, you don't like, expect to win, but if you do, it's sweet. Yeah, you can't not get in it because that could be the year that it was your turn. So you just you got to keep doing it. Eventually, it's going to pay out. Keep trucking away. Yeah, maybe this year, Texter. CD, or Churchill Downs is using the pandemic as an excuse to limit the number of people who are allowed on the backside during Derby Week. It will never be the same. They will continue to restrict backside crowds. It got too out of hand, and the horsemen complained, especially about the number of vehicles interfering with horses going to the track and workout and horses returning to the barn. If people only realized how dangerous it is being around a spooked horse gets loose, they would stay away. Horsemen on the backside are always glad when Derby Week is over. I totally believe that. Yeah, but just I do you know, too. limit limit the number of cars, and you, they should keep a limit on people. But you you can you can still have it festive back there and make it safer. You yeah, just need to get yeah. better grip, well, grip it, on it. And maybe it, this will help reset it. And I think a lot of it is just making people not like just park it in Longfield and walk over. I mean, they made me do that the other day. I couldn't park back there, Gosh. and it wasn't bad at all. My sweet mother, I love her, but yesterday she was like, I need you to drop, she went to the track, she was like, I need you to drop me off at my friend's house before we go. I was like, Uber, just Uber. And saying, you know, you can even Uber to work and Uber home from work if you're oh, going down wow. the back Or side. you could be nice to the woman who brought you into this world. I did, I took her. I, <laughs> I, I, complained, I complained the whole way, but I took her. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot, Roush. Taking Friday off is to be expected, but no show tomorrow is disappointing. And oh, and, and you what? Can suck it, Texas. There was there was never anything after that. It was always we, just uh, and. We, you know what? We 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 haven't taken. It's been no days off since the pandemic started. So we, we've earned it. 
I don't know if that's necessarily true, but we'll roll with it. Texter says, Boldy's beast here. I challenge Justin to a smoke-off, Nick to a drink-off, and TJ to an eating meat-off, and I'll do it all while I'm out of my mind on pre-workout. <laughs> He's losing at least two of those. Yeah. you would If you did all that at the same time, there's no way Boldy's beast. Yeah, yeah, especially the eating and drinking. Like, you're not – you can't keep all that down. Yeah. <laughs> How many push-ups can you all do without needing a break? With how oh, I feel Jesus right now, Christ. like, not, not five. Yeah, man, nine. <laughs> now is bad. Diet starts next week. Yeah. Fourteen. You can't. You gotta. You gotta let yourself lose Derby Week. It'd be irresponsible not to to, to eat unhealthy foods and throw back a, a couple unhealthy drinks. A picture Justin popping out of Fazoli's bathroom wearing a referee shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick and TJ, what is the biggest, most personal argument you've been in with your significant other? Right, openly <laughs> discuss on the radio, please. Include all details. Oh, uh, you know what, TJ? I think we're running out of time. I don't know, but I'll say this. Since uh, the wife's been pregnant and not drinking, it just seems like we don't fight anymore. I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happened, but uh, I've still been drinking, and it just seems like, huh, it's funny how that – I wonder what the what's missing in that the equation. Yeah. yeah. Give me Pippin over Wheeler. I would agree with that. Too. And I and I'm joking. I love my wife, and a good fight is uh, good every once in a while. Yeah. That question was the whole point of the interview. I think you asked it and just didn't like the answer given. <laughs> I just wow, that out. just cut that part out. It's yeah. a cover up. Oh man, I really don't remember the '96, '98, and most of my life. UK basketball was good, not great until Cal. Plus, I grew up in a football family, and we've always had season tickets. Ah, nice. Okay. Hey, well, what section are you in? Um, I've, I'm I'm pumped for this football season although i'm gonna basically have it cut in half because of a baby such is life i suppose all right <laughs> we're out of time this is kentucky roll call this was our roll derby special call. and we will be Man, happy back draft back. happy derby go with central quality let's 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 rob churchill downs this weekend let's steal all of their money and get rich folks let's do it i'm going with hidden stash oh so you're just copying off of Trevor Kelsey. I'm on team TK here. All right, everybody have a good derby. Justin, you want to say who you're picking? Uh, I'm going with the favorite, essential quality. Okay. Everybody have a great derby. See you all. Be safe. We'll be back on Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big That's for future us to worry about, baby. Roll Call! Yay! Mrs. Tweedy's all him on the TV, send him out to run in the car.